Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. All right, listeners, welcome back to another Smart Retirement Podcast. I'm so happy to be back with my good friend and co-host, Matt Hollander. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Mr. Mike? So we are just a day or two here before Halloween. If you're like our avid listeners that subscribe to the show, we're posting this right on October 29th. So at this point, I've got all my candy ready for the kids coming by. As you know, Matt, I'm on a cul-de-sac here in San Luis Obispo, which is great. Tons of kids come by, and I'm the dude on the block that buys the king-size candy bars. Oh, coming to Mike's house. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no kids, so I figure I'm saving money on costumes and um, college tuitions. So I just... I just like, and really the reason I do it is because I love the look on their face when they're like, holy <laughs> smokes, look at the size of those. Hey. They literally yell like down the street, he's got the big ones. So <laughs> what is, uh, what does Stella and Luna think about uh, all of this? Oh, For all of our listeners out there, you know, Mike, Mike has two kids, but they're not really, you know, human kids, I guess. Right. Fur babies. Yeah. Little fur babies. <laughs> they have two labradoodles and they absolutely hate it. <laughs> I would imagine so. I would imagine so. All the people knocking on the door, I'm sure they just, they'd lose it, right? <laughs> Constant anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually get them a pretty, pretty big chew toy so they can just chill out and chill out in the back. So they get their candy while the other kids get their candy. Yeah, because, you know, it's not like, it's, it's like from six to eight, right? It's not the whole night. Right. Every once sure. in a while, you get that teenager that comes at like nine. You're like, dude, seriously. <laughs> I, I was I was seeing on the news the other day. Uh, I don't remember what state it was, but they've they've basically put a new law in effect that you can't go trick or treating uh, after the age of I think fourteen. It was so I, that was kind of interesting. <laughs> they put a law on how old you can be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like so the society like does enough of that, right? If you're fourteen <laughs> and you're still going trick or treating. You're, You're probably getting frowned upon, body. right? Yeah. <laughs> the parents, so, everyone. So, Mike, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what we were able to do after we recorded our show uh, the last time when I was out there with you. Right. Um, you uh, you had an exciting experience, huh? Yeah, that was a blast. Um, Matt took me as a surprise birthday gift, took me out to a racetrack near Bakersfield, California, um, between the Central Coast and, and the Central Valley and um put me in a wicked fast sports car yeah um, it was a new gt3 rs porsche that was fun <laughs> yeah and um just so happened to be driven by do you mind if i say this no you can go ahead and say it yeah That's so fine. just so happened to be driven by the son of of alex van halen the drummer from the band van halen he's a 20 year old kid who drives yeah. a sports car like he's a professional Yep. on an open road track. So this wasn't just like go left a bunch of times. This was left, right, braking, um, and everything short of me messing up my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> going 140 uh. miles an hour in a Porsche. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the most like jaw-dropping moment was when a phone call came into his car 
<laughs> over the speaker and he like almost took the call and I was thinking to myself, this is how I die. <laughs> this is how I die. We're, in yeah. a, we're, we're going really fast around a racetrack and he is going to answer the Bluetooth right now. I mean, at least it makes a great article in the paper. Um, but then how about, how about that spin? You, that, oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't really tell that part. Yeah, so we. I think we did two spins. We were going so fast that we, we caught a uh, the dirt patch outside of the actual roadway, and ended up spinning the car at I don't know, a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, probably. You guys did a what a seven twenty on the on the rebound, and then he just pointed it straight and kept going. So two full spins, cool. only to find out that we were back going straight and pushing on the gas again <laughs> yeah it was pretty rad thank you for that matt that was real Ab- special absolutely yeah, told that story time. about 30 times since then good um and then we had the chance to um you know roll into san Luis obispo hang out a little bit while you were here and uh mastered one of those escape rooms that everyone's talking about we put our super fun yeah that was put our fun. knowledge to the test and our our rapport with each other and solved one of those escape room riddles in less time than was allowed, which was fun. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was definitely interesting. That was uh, something that I've never done before. But uh, thank you for that, Mike. So, so see, listeners, we're not just in here reading books all day. We're actually cool people, <laughs> or at least we think we are. <laughs> yeah, we do. Or at least everyone that's downloaded at least thinks that we're worth it. So what I would say to, to wait, so then you had a great time with um, with your dad right after that, right? Yeah. So I came back and um, we actually went to a Phil Collins concert and that was a special evening. My dad's been a huge Genesis fan for many, many years. And I can remember some good times just sitting around watching the uh, Genesis music videos on you know, the, the old MTV music videos. So I don't know if you remember those, Mike, but you know, we'll go on YouTube and things and watch that. And that was always a good time. So it was really a treat to go out to a sold out arena with 20,000 people and go watch Phil Collins. Uh, what was really interesting though, is unfortunately he's, he's getting up there in age now. He's 68. He's having some issues with his foot and he, he can't drum anymore. Mm. So one of the kind of special moments of the evening is, finding out that his son is actually his drummer uh, for the band now. So that was kind of neat being there with my dad and kind awesome. of a bonding moment. So yeah, that was cool. Very good. Very good. Well, um, listeners, we've, we want to appreciate you for always checking in with our show. Um, and also for those that write in questions to the show, we've got two more questions. Um, we get a series of questions every week, but we, tend to filter out those that we think are going to be pretty applicable to the group to provide more education for our um, smart retirement community here. So uh, Matt, why don't you fire away the first one we've got from Justin here in my hometown? Um, All right. So it looks like Justin from San Luis Obispo. uh, He just turned 40 years old. He hasn't done much in the way of saving for retirement. Um, And his friend said that he should just go out and buy a target fund and stick everything in that. And he kind of wanted to know what our thoughts were on that. So, mm-hmm. um, that's those well-marketed target funds, right? Where they say, if you want to retire by this age, is that what a target fund is? You're not talking about buying target stock. No, 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 yeah. no. It, it, it'd be for the listeners out there that let's say you have a 401k and you're digging through there, you've got 30 options and then maybe five of those options are target 2030, 2035, 2040. Mm-hmm. Basically what happens is it's it's a managed portfolio that 
you can go out and as you get closer to retirement, it reduces risk inside of it. Um, you know, there's expense fees and things inside of those. Um, gotcha. You know, I think for what that's being said, I mean, should he stick everything into it? I think the answer is probably no. I think most of our smart retiree listeners out there know that I'm never going to tell anyone just do one thing in retirement, right? You've got to have your eggs in all the different baskets and be diversified. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a ton of different things you can be doing, and it really depends on where your income is. You know, if we have the ability to contribute to a Roth, does that make sense? Uh, do we want to max out our contributions to an IRA? So I think there's a little bit more to that, Justin, than just buying a target fund. Uh, I think what would be the best idea is we have a meeting and kind of go through some ideas of where your goals are and really kind of set up a plan to go the right direction with that. So good question there. Yeah, because at 40, there's a couple different advantages you can take um, now, you know, like uh, also the risk management side of things, for example, long-term care insurance is way more expensive when you wait to buy it if you get it at a younger age. But lots of people don't think about that, right, Matt, as you know, until right. they're until they're getting getting to that age where they're older. Well, it's one of those expenses that people don't want to shell the money out for while they're working. And then once they have the uh, disposable income to do so, it, uh, you know, sometimes just doesn't happen that way. Right. Like, ah, and then, you know, something like a healthcare concern comes up and now they've got a pre-existing condition and now they can't qualify for long-term care insurance. So that's right. Kind of a, kind of a vicious cycle that isn't a whole lot of fun, but, um, Mike, I got another question for you. So Penny, uh, from park city, Utah, been out there skiing, snowboarding before, Mike? No, I, I've heard great things, though. It's amazing. Amazing. Anyways, she has an existing uh, reverse mortgage, and she's heard that rates have dropped, and so have costs. But mm-hmm. she's also learned, and I don't know if this is true, I think you can enlighten us on it, but um, that she can no longer do a heckum to heckum refi on a reverse mortgage. Yeah, that's really great that she brought that up. Um Currently, right now, the Housing and Urban Development Department, HUD, is the acronym, is sitting with Congress. Ben Carson is the secretary. He, you may recall, he he ran for office, um, and you may recall he ran for office, but didn't really get far for the Republican Party. Um, yeah, Trump brought him in as the um, secretary, and he's been doing some great things for the Heckam um, Department and really FHA as a whole. He's now in front of Congress talking about the concept of not allowing borrowers to get a Heckam reverse mortgage, which is only the reverse mortgage that has the uh, credit line that's available to it. A fixed reverse mortgage is not a Heckam. It's also it. fixed reverse mortgages are also known as non Heckam mortgages. But so imagine that this individual has you know, had a line of credit, maybe run the line of credit up a bit and then wants to get lower rates. Obviously, anyone wants to have lower monthly costs, um, even though it's not coming out of their checking account. They just want to have less interest costs over the life of the loan. So the Federal Housing Authority is saying that that's problematic because all that does is take one loan that they've already accounted mortgage insurance for and a risk for and just makes it more riskier. 
but it's not legal yet and not enforceable yet. You could still run out and get a Heckam refinance if you have a current Heckam. Right now, it's just on the discussion table for Congress to put into a bill and try to make a law. So I guess what you're saying is if you've got a Heckam and you want to do a Heckam refi, go out and do it now. <laughs> right now it's a primo, yeah, it's a primo time because we can look at the actual marketplace. Um, again, private mortgage insurance inside of the Heckam has dropped. Um, you always have that for anywhere from eight to 10 years, excuse me, eight to 11 years when you start a Heckam. So you're going to have mortgage insurance again. Um, and what's more prevalent in this market right now that we live in this, this 2019 market is that jumbo reverse mortgages are on the table. And, and quite frankly, there's seven to eight options of, from banks out there that are offering jumbo loans. So if your equity in your home, your value in your home has gone up, it's a great time for me to review this with you. I would do that at no obligation, no cost to you. And honestly, it's why we're doing these shows. So please contact us to uh, contact me at 866-543-RETIRE. No, excuse me. 53-RETIRE. 53-RETIRE, <laughs> option one. Or you can email us and let us know when you want to get on the phone and talk at info at smartretirementcast.com. Got that one right. We're good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so today we're going to, in the spirit of Halloween, talk about the... <laughs> we're going to talk about the scary costs of healthcare. So... Mm. That is going to be our topic of discussion today. Um, why don't we do this, Mike? Let's take a break. And when we come back from the break, we will jump into the first segment of the Scary Cost of Healthcare podcast. Yeah, and stay with us. We're going to go over some actual scenarios with different products you can use to minimize those costs. And Matt's going to get into all types of details about where those costs are going over the next 10 years. So I think it's gonna be pretty interesting. Please stick around. We'll be right back with more Smart Retirement Cast. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Hey listeners, it's Mike again, the co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast. Did you know that FHA reverse mortgages have mortgage insurance embedded in them? Many times for the first 11 years, you'll be making mortgage insurance payments on top of your deferred interest that accrues against the equity in your home. Let's talk about the right mortgage for you by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Talk to you soon. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly 
to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle. Back from our first break, listeners, and now that we've warmed you up, we're going to get right into today's show, and the content is all about the scary costs of healthcare. Um, Matt, I know that you you are dealing with healthcare costs on a daily basis for your clients, and I've been seeing it more and more as I've entered this re- reverse mortgage market. It, it just really is so variable. I think that you uh, do a good job of, you know, getting into the nuts and bolts of what everything could cost based on the long-term care information you look at. But just in general, give us and the listeners an idea of what the average person could see for healthcare costs or healthcare expenses in retirement. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty scary. Uh, the There's been statistics and studies done to show that the average person can expect to spend $250,000 during their lifetime just for medical expenses. I mean, right. that's crazy. Uh, you know, trying to plan for that inside of your normal day-to-day living and everything else that's going to come up in retirement. It's one of the harder things to plan for when we're putting plans together for our clients. Yeah. And the finance manager in me says, well, I should say the finance uh, mind in me says, you know, $250,000 over 20 years, that could be managed pretty well. But the fact of the matter is this stuff doesn't flow in regularly. Like, you know, every year you're going to have $3,800 in costs. I mean, right. you, you can't, you can't even plan for it, right? You because cannot. things just boom, something happens. It's out of nowhere. I mean, God forbid it's some type of weird traumatic event such as heart failure or, you know, cardiac arrest or God forbid, some type of ailment or cognitive imperative, cognizant issue where you're like having mental um, uh, deficiency. But any of that stuff, any of it comes during retirement. And as you get closer to 70, the risk factor goes up. When When you live over 80, it's like, I mean, you see it, Matt. How many times do people tell you, oh, it's not gonna happen to me, right? <laughs> all the time. And it's the old story of I'm never going to go to a nursing home. And if I get sick, you know, just take me in the back pasture and do whatever you're going to do. Right. Right. I've got, I've give got me the blue friends. pill. Yeah. Give me the blue pill or uh, I've got my friends Smith and Wesson. I, you know, I hear that stuff all the time, but it's easy to say that's what you're going to go do. But realistically, it's kind of selfish. It's selfish in many ways. I mean, we won't get into all the emotional parts, but it's selfish because you leave them with the aftermath of, you know, the nest egg being cut in half because of a huge, like you said, let's say it's a quarter million dollars in expenses. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that you have some type of health condition that leaves you incapacitated, but you're not dead. Right. I mean, and leaves you with your family's choice of, of making, excuse me, forces you with your your family to make the decision that you know how do we keep mom or dad alive you know or how do we keep brother or sister alive and it's just not fair so what we're going to do today we're going to show you a couple different products out there that give you a different perspective on how to manage 
this terrible, terrible landmine and what I think is the biggest possible setback in retirement. That's my opinion. Yep. And, you know, I think, Mike, you were reading an article um, kind of discussing costs and things for healthcare. And one of the things I did just want to remind our listeners is uh, the Medicare uh, open enrollment period has just started. So I urge you to go out and find, uh, you know, a resource to review what you currently have if you're already on Medicare and make sure that you've got the right plan that you know covers everything that you're trying to do. Maybe in the last year, you're starting to take new medications. Well, you should grab a Medicare plan where you have either very low prescription costs or no prescription costs for mm-hmm. doing so. Um, so definitely take the time and kind of re-review that while you've got the open enrollment period. Um, yeah, and if you're, in, if you're in San Luis Obispo, please contact me. I've got a great Medicare specialist. She's done it for years. Um, she also offers some of the individual health insurance plans. So you can reach me by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. Option, am I option two? Option You're two. option two. Yeah. You're option two. To call Mike Points. Go or on, you, Or you can call me. I mean, I've got resources for it too, but either way works. Um, for those of you that are coming up to Medicare age and you're like, huh, Okay, what is Medicare age? Well, it's 65 for those of you that don't know that. And if you're worried about, okay, how do I start it? What I'll tell you is this. If you're already on Social Security and you claimed it early, you're automatically going to be enrolled in Medicare at age 65 because the government's going to be like, okay, we want to start taking some of that Social Security benefit back and you're going to start paying for some Medicare. So, you know, I think it's crazy in today's world. There's so many changes. Um, you know, the insurance companies are trying to get away from, especially like with Medicare, trying to get away from taking on some of these costs of care and kind of laying it back on to the individual. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, when we get to talks of long-term care, I would say 30 to 40% of my clients say, oh, well, Medicare is going to cover that. No, right. they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, what ends up happening with that is let's say you go into a hospital and you need, a, it's determined you need long-term care. Medicare is going to pick up the tab for the first 20 days of your stay in a facility or at your home, whatever it may be. And then your supplement plan, you've got to kind of rely on that for the next, I think they say that it'll cover up to the next 80 days. Uh, sure. definitely check, check, check with your Medicare supplement and you know, there, it'll be in there, but let's say you've got a hundred days worth of coverage. Well, day one oh one, ding, ding, guess who's paying for the bill now? Everybody, but the insurance carriers and well, Medicare. Yeah. I mean, uh, Medicare. Really when it, yeah. When it comes down to is Medicare is done paying day one oh one, you're on your own. And if you're not like, you know, some that went out and bought a long-term care policy, you're on your own. Uh, statistics show that only 6% of Americans have any type of long-term care insurance, which is mind-boggling with the amount of seniors that are going into that age where this is a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's a, that's kind of scary. Some know? of it, you know, some of it I've sat with people, older, older individuals, my, my father-in-law and mother-in-law are both in their seventies. So we'll have this conversation at a cocktail party with their friends and they're just so irate with 
you know, in their opinion at that age, they've been in America for so many years, they've worked here for so many years, they're just irate with the fact that the country as a whole is not helping out with this. I mean, this isn't a political show, but I think some of the reasons that statistic's so low, Matt, is because they're just, they're, they're hoping that either the government steps in eventually or that they're just frustrated that they have to go buy another policy to help with healthcare insurance that they think they should be getting for the work they've done in this economy for 35 years. But unfortunately, sure. what we're here to tell them is that, you guys, that's going to come from your assets. There's no other way to get around it. Or yeah, I mean, you're, let's, or let's, you're gonna or you're gonna downgrade your care. Right. You're, you're gonna be stuck having to discount it. Well, and we can look at the cost of care and then say statistics show that 59% of people 78 and older are going to need some type of care they can't receive at home. Okay. So that's a lot of the population. Now we look at what the cost of care really is. So let's say you need to go to a nursing home um, and let's, I'll look it out on a, a national level. And for any of you listeners that are out there that want to look your, up your specific area, if you go to genworth.com, um, and click on the aging and you tab, there's a finances part that'll actually go and show the national studies and then individual studies based upon your county of what these costs look like. But on a monthly basis, if you need to go to a nursing home and let's say you want a private room, okay, that's $8,500 a month. Mm -hmm. that, that's on a national level. So let's take it, let's go to San Luis Obispo County uh, for a second here and see what that looks like. Uh, let's see. So San Luis Obispo. So a private room in San Luis Obispo County is $11,558 a month. That's in a nursing facility, correct? Correct. Correct. So which is, let's say you want like the most intense care. Yep. Yeah. Let's yeah. say if you want to downplay that and let's go to assisted living, for instance, right? Uh, assisted living facility is still going to be 5,500 bucks. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the average there. And then if you want home health care, it's a, actually a little more expensive. It's about $5,700 $5, a month. Um, so definitely some things that we got to look at and say, darn, this is going to be a lot of money. But the other thing is the government looks at it and says, well, we can't afford to, unfortunately, pick up the bill on this. So right. unfortunately, yeah, it'd be really nice if we had some type of ability to have a you know a system there that would cover it it just there's not funds to do it i mean we're we're running out of money in social security even which is something that you've actually worked and put money into agree can't even support that so again not wanting to get political um <laughs> there's definitely going to be some things that you know they they should have worked on they didn't but now it's left to you to go out and plan for right yeah. and there's there's definitely ways to do so um one of the things that happened, this was a while back now, this was uh, done under the Clinton administration in 1993 uh, under his Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. They created a way to pay for this long-term care need inside of Medicaid and Medi-Cal. And a lot of people think, well, I have to be broke before I can go on Medicaid and Medi-Cal. And that's not necessarily the case. There are limitations. They can't take the house. And there are ways to shelter assets if it does come to that. So that's I right. guess what I'm saying is if you're at a point where 
maybe you can't qualify for that long-term care insurance or heck, you don't want to go out and buy it. This could be a really good alternative for you to do some research on. Give us a call, 866-53-RETIRE. I will walk you through the ins and outs of how to qualify for that program and kind of enlighten you and kind of make you realize that maybe it isn't going to be all that bad and you know that $11,000 a month might be you know two or three grand out of your pocket. So there are some definite ways to kind of combat those costs. That's one of the key things that you provide are um, attendees at our workshop too, right, Matt? Yep. So I actually hold a, a federally recognized dec- designation uh, of a CMP, which is a certified Medicaid, Medi-Cal planner. So definitely my total field of most of my workshops that we put on are talking about exactly what we're talking about today. So this is a, I'm not going to say it's a fun topic for me, but it's definitely one that I'm passionate about and care a lot about. Yeah. And so when you, when a listener wants to design something like that with you, I mean, how long would it take? What would they have to go through? Just, just a ballpark to sit down and figure this out with you. Could probably do it in as little as an hour. Yeah. I mean, listeners take advantage of this. This is the time right now. If you're of retirement age to be planning for your, um, your Medicare for the 2020 year. And, you know, Matt here is, he's, he's not only certified to do this. It's one of the main topics of our workshops we put together. Do you have a workshop out in Arizona coming up? I do. Um, it's going to be down in the Southern part of Arizona, actually down in uh, green Valley, Arizona. If, for any of our listeners that have been down there, it's just a little south of Tucson, um, almost to the Mexican border. Um, there's a little town there called Tubac near it that uh, kind of artsy, fun area. So, um, yeah, so uh, November 5th and 6th, we'll be doing a workshop down there. So if you're anywhere near that area, uh, if you call into 866-53-RETIRE, I can get you uh, signed up for that. You can come have dinner with us and learn a little bit more about these topics. Yeah, as we as we wrap up this segment of the show, uh, Matt, we're going to go to a break in just a second here. But I wanted to just kind of sprinkle back through what you've been talking about with this article I read from Forbes.com um, by Michael Evans and Kevin Fleming, um, two two great analysts that work for them, and they they talk about the striking shift in healthcare costs over the last 20 years, where in 20, in the year 2000, you know, well before the Affordable Care Act, consumers were only expecting to pay 5% of their healthcare bill. Now, just to go see the doctor, just to go deal with, you know, maybe an ultrasound, maybe a, an MRI, maybe some, some outpatient procedure, they're paying 35% of that bill, whereas they were paying 5% before. It's a total shift wow. in the way the structure is working to the maintain the healthcare we have. I mean, so we've got providers that no longer can take on, you know, small deductibles for a reasonable monthly premium. And it, it just leads me to, to say this, I want to stress this right now. If you're getting ready for your retirement and you don't know, like, you know, what the cost of an assisted living facility near you is or what the cost of staying at home and aging in place would be, you really do need to start shopping these things. I mean, if you're if you're 65 years or older, take three weeks, do the research and figure out what this is going to cost. I mean, in Arizona, we're seeing it cost as much as um, an in-home care facility is costing as much as $50,000 a year to have in-home care nursing, $45,000 a year. 
Um, when we get back from the break, we'll run you through a couple different scenarios of how you can pay for these costs with your different types of mortgage options you have to you. Um, so Matt, why don't you say we take a quick break? Was there anything you wanted to say right before we end this segment? I don't think so. We can, uh, we'll take a break real quick. We'll come back and we'll jump into some of the ways that we can tackle some of these costs together. So thanks for listening. We will be right back. Hey guys, Mike Points, co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast and a licensed loan officer. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you sat down with your mortgage officer to discuss how your mortgage is going to affect you during retirement or how the current products and laws out there now are different from when you originally got your mortgage? Allow my team of retirement specialists and myself to put together a proposal for you that shows all of the different products and options you have right now. This is something we can implement in the next one to two months that helps you improve your current situation. If you're not able to remove your mortgage payment with your current mortgage, if you're not able to tap into the liquidity, and if you're not able to prepare better for healthcare costs, I want to show you how we can do that. So please contact me by calling 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Once again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, option two, or contact me at info at smartretirementcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. NMLS number 1246224. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Welcome back, listeners, for the last segment of today's Smart Retirement Podcast. Uh, For those of you that might just be jumping in on the show, we're talking about the scary costs of healthcare and kind of focusing right now on long-term care costs and how to kind of combat those. So one of the things that I did want to touch on is I have had some clients say, well, I'm a veteran and my benefits for long-term care are going to be paid for. Now, unfortunately, a lot of veterans are not aware that the injury or whatever the thing may be that's going on with you um, would have had to have been from or caused by something during a wartime. Mm. And there are rules out there that state, you know, that you can't, you're not going to get any benefits unless it was from an injury during a wartime. Now, the last wartime that the last time that the U.S. actually declared war was actually World War II. OK, 
Okay. Um, everything else for healthcare purposes has been classified as a conflict. So we have all these great veterans that are coming into the age that from like Vietnam um, that are coming into the age now for that are looking at this long-term care stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of them are not able to get any type of long-term care coverage through the VA. Um, I'm not going to say all because there are exclusions and, you know, there's good VA attorneys out there that can probably make a case to, to try to help you on this. And if that's something you need some help with, I've got uh, a couple of VA, good, really, really good VA attorneys that can help you out with that. So, um, Dynamite. I'm glad you brought that up. I just wanted, you know, to bring that out there. And again, thank you all of our veterans out there. But unfortunately, even for you, uh, sometimes there's not even a system to cover your cost of care. So I just wanted to make sure that you're aware of that and let you know that, you know, there are other options. Um, if we're in decent enough health currently, uh, we can look into buying long-term care insurance. Now, some people look at that and say, well, here's the thing. I don't want to pay into this all my life and never use it. And then the money's just gone. Right. And that was your traditional long-term care, which isn't the same anymore. Uh, luckily, there are different policies out there. We call them kind of a hybrid policy, right? Because what happens is they're built on top of either life insurance or an annuity. Uh, the annuity one being a lot simpler and easier to qualify for. So if you're out there listening and you're a little bit older and you've got those a couple pre-existing conditions, don't automatically think that you can't qualify for long-term care insurance because there's really good alternatives out there that you might be able to benefit from. Um, but then on the even on the life insurance side, what's really nice about these is, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more than what you pay on your traditional long-term care policy. Mm -hmm. But with these, there's actually a benefit should you not use it. So I love that. Yeah. So you can, what's really cool is even let's say you put a uh, hundred grand into this thing, right? And 10 years from now, you're like, I don't need this long-term care insurance policy anymore. You can take your hundred grand right back out. Super, so, smart. super smart. Yeah. So you've got to return a premium. And if you do you know, end up passing away, not using the policy, there's a death benefit for your beneficiaries on it. So the money's not totally gone, uh, which is kind of nice, right? And if you're out there currently and you've got a long-term care insurance policy and it's over five years old, I would strongly urge you to give us a call at 866-53-RETIRE and hit option one, discuss with me, Matt, what, what do you have? Is it enough, right? Because that's the other thing is with healthcare currently rising at somewhere between five and 6% on an annual basis for cost of living, is your policy really keeping up the way it needs to? And is it going to fill you know, all of your needs when it comes to time to, to utilize it? Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of different things inside these policies uh, that can get a little interesting. You might think you have a cost of living adjustment rider on there, and it might be at three or four percent, maybe even five percent. Uh, but what some people don't realize is they've got simple interest. And I don't want to go into an economics lesson right now, but Mike, I think you can really kind of understand that. Let's say you started your policy with a hundred dollars a day. And you had a simple 5% roll up. So, okay, it's going, it's going to go up five bucks. Right. Year. That's it. Where if you had compounding, I mean, it's going to grow a lot quicker. A lot time. quicker. Now, 
Compound is more expensive than simple. So there's a lot of things inside of these that you need to be aware of, but definitely take the time, shop what's out there. Um, I've got a great resource and actuaries that have reviewed these things out there. That way you don't have to jump through the hoops. Look, be looking online of what company does what. I've got the answers for you. So, Well, this is what I love about today's show. I mean, we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to give you some new perspectives. Listen, dads and moms out there that are in retirement, you want your kids when you're passed away and gone to say, mom or dad, were, they were smart. You know, they got this policy that, you know, we didn't use that much long-term care because the, the, the illness came quick and they passed away in two months, but then it rolled right into a life insurance policy. And all that can be set up perfectly with Matt. And here's the beauty too. If none of those things, those bad things happen to you, if you beat the odds, you get the money back. I mean, at a certain period of time, you just cash right in. Now, is that money that you paid out over 20 years or 10 years going to be have the same purchasing power as when you get it that day? No, but give yourself the ability to protect your family the right way. I think that's the smart way to approach retirement. Absolutely. And then I guess, Mike, the question would be then, let's say that we can't qualify for either one of these, or maybe we don't have the assets to go out and spend for a long-term care insurance policy. But I think this is where your specialty is going to come in for this type of stuff is, okay, we've got a lot of money in the ground, right? We've got some equity in the home. Yep. Can we use that for some of our health care? And should we use that for long-term care? The answer is probably yes. Um, but Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the ways that you've seen with your clients that you've been able to utilize some of your programs that you've got? Yeah. So I always offer three different scenarios for how to use the equity in your home to finance is the word I would use, pay for the, um, you know, assisted living care facility or any of the healthcare costs you're going to, you're going to, um, encounter in retirement. Many times I'm doing this like about a year or two before they know that they're going to make this move. Like they've had that one event in their life where like, whew, we just got by, but I'm not moving the same anymore. And I'm just a couple days away from my next health event. So we'll take a, I'll look at a traditional 10-year home equity line of credit. I'll look at a Heckam reverse mortgage. And I'll look at a what I call an all-in-one 30-year HELOC. So an all-in-one 30-year HELOC, I'll go into that into a different show. It's a great, it's going to be a great show, but it's a home equity line that lasts for 30 years, whereas traditionally home equity lines only last for 10 years, where they allow you to borrow the money, pay it down, borrow it again. But at 10 years, you no longer can use that line of credit. So I'm using Arizona's annual cost of care here, Matt. I'm using... Okay what it would cost an individual on an assisted living facility for just one private bedroom. So you've got your own space, your own room. Um, you probably have medications coming in in the morning or in the evening. And should something happen, if you have some issues, a nurse or someone of, of a physician-like manner can come check on you. So that's $45,000 a year currently. And um, if you wait till 2029 to get sick, it's going to be $74,000 based on that gen worth calculation. Wowza. Yeah. So you're going up a good chunk, almost 50% more in 10 years. 
Um, the home equity line of credit, so what you would do, you would obviously use this line of credit like a checkbook. As that monthly bill comes out to your um, executor of your trust or your children or your wife who's helping pay the bills, he, she, or them would write a check against the home equity line. There'd now be a balance on that home equity line. Same thing can happen with a reverse mortgage. We can give you a checkbook to a reverse mortgage, or we can start having, which I really like, especially as you age and your spouse ages and your kids may not be responsible, right, Matt? You can just exactly. have you can just have the payment go directly from your reverse mortgage as a check to the assisted care facility. So nice. every month the the servicer actually pays your bill to the assisted living care facility and then attaches that new expense on your home equity line credit for the reverse mortgage. Um, HELOCs have to be managed by individuals or a trustee or executor, I should say. So just to give you like a breakdown, if just, if just one year went by and you had to pay for this through financing of your mortgage, you'd have on a $45,000 bill on a traditional 10-year HELOC, that interest rate right now is 6%. That costs you $2,800 a year, excuse me, $2,700 a year in interest. To open that home equity line of credit, you'd have fees, just like we talk about in our fees episode, yep. right? One of our first episodes, you'd have escrow fees of about $2,600 and you'd have a bank fee of 750 bucks. So just in the first year, you'd have bank costs of six grand on top of the 4,500 that the healthcare costs. So you're looking at a total of $57,000. So that summary includes all of the bank expenses because you had to borrow the money and the actual cost of care. In the reverse mortgage column, you still have the same cost of care. You're just using a different product. Currently, the reverse mortgage rates are anywhere from 4% up to 4.5. So I'm using 4.375 for this one. Um, there's an annual interest rate of 1968 and excuse me, $1,968, so almost two grand. Escrow fees are pretty much the same. Bank fees are quite a bit higher. Escrow or bank fees for reverse mortgages are $2,500 a year. So you're looking at total bank costs of $7,200 a year, probably about a thousand bucks more than when you had a home equity line. And asterisk here, and you have mortgage insurance inside of the HECM reverse mortgage if it's an FHA mortgage, a true HECM. Um, but you wouldn't have a monthly payment. You wouldn't have a monthly payment at all. In fact, you just let this, in, this, um, this balance sit on your mortgage and then there would be interest accruing on top of it, negatively amortizing over the life of the loan. But we're just looking at one year um, I didn't reference this earlier, but just thinking back, the home equity line of credit that I mentioned would have a $230 a month interest only payment required. So right off the bat on a monthly, you can see Matt, it makes more sense for driving down monthly costs to have a home equity line of credit. But for some of our listeners who are smart and realize that adding interest to a loan just makes a loan bigger, which means that payout for their family members is going to be smaller. You would you would get a benefit from not accruing interest on top of interest if you did a HELOC. Well, and I think the aha moment here, Mike, and I don't I, I kind of want to play devil's advocate here a little bit, but my concern, especially when we're in the planning stages and this comes up in discussion and someone says, okay, I'm going to use the equity in my home 
to pay for my long-term care costs. I'm going to go out to the bank. I'm going to set up a home equity line of credit, and that's going to be my plan. Now, here's my concern with that is let's say we have another 2008 stock market crash and your line of credit is now frozen by the bank. That's right. right? So now all your planning that you thought you were going to use the equity in your home, you're no longer allowed to do so. Now you're going to what? sell the house, take the equity and then go pay for your care. Depending on what the market looks like, your house might sit for a while. Now, how do we access these funds? That's why I urge people. The reverse mortgage is probably the better way to go on this if you're going to be setting it up for healthcare needs. Yeah. Um, because you can set the reverse mortgage up now, right? Get rid of your mortgage payment and just have that line of credit sitting there available to you should this event happen. Because I don't have a crystal ball, Mike, neither do you. We don't know when this is going to happen. So, right. Just like I, we don't know when the, the economy is going to turn the right. other way. Right. And I, I think that's something that we both kind of urge our listeners to do is plan properly here. Right. There, we, we, we've got to be prepared for that unknown. And there's a variety of different ways to do it. it each one is going to be, you know, might be better, might be worse for you. But at least explore those avenues and see what might be beneficial to you. Yeah. In summary too, I mean, I, I, I realize that on a show where there's no visual chart in front of you, it's tough to go through a lot of numbers. So I want to just summarize that you're, you're making a decision of one of two things. You're either saying, look, I want to, I want to minimize the actual monthly cost I have, but I don't want interest to accrue and further my debt, increase my debt over retirement. So I'll take on a smaller monthly payment. Or you're saying, I've got so much equity in the home. I mean, really, this is the biggest slice of my equity pie. So let's let's do a reverse mortgage and make my monthly payment now zero. I don't want any additional payment. So here's the thing too. If you go from having a mortgage and you're used to paying $1,400 a month, there's nothing that stops you from paying the $1,400 a month to yeah. reverse mortgages. These servicers, they don't do a good job of advertising this, but you could take something like your required minimum distribution, right? There's another yeah. show that our listeners should listen to and, and take that retired minimum distribution, throw it back at your mortgage, right? Let's get that interest paid off. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to negatively amortize like we've talked about. You can still make that interest payment. Exactly. But you get to choose when you pay it. You get to choose if you need it. You, right. get, to, you get to take control of your retirement, which is a totally a quantitative column that I touch, touch on. I mean, you mentioned a home equity line. The banks has the trump card. They say, hey, sorry, the economy's not great. We need to shut off your line. Hey, it's a uh, month 120. You don't get any more money. Wait, what do you mean I don't get any more money? I, I'd like to get another HELOC. Well, you can't qualify because you don't have income like you used to when you first got the HELOC. You know. And what I love about bringing these two together is I want you to choose, but I want to put in my expertise and my understanding of the marketplace to help you make the long-term best choice. And Mike, I think it would be helpful for our listeners. You you say, you know, we don't have a, a visual thing here. Uh, you put together a great spreadsheet showing today's costs and the different avenues and then uh, 2029 costs and what that would look like. So 
Well, let's go ahead and put that onto the Facebook page. Sure. And that way, for any of us listeners that you want to see the numbers kind of spread out, um, again, some of these numbers might be uh, esti- estimates, but regardless, it'll at least show you and give you an idea of what that might look like. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll attach the actual APR and where we're at, and I'll have that up by next week, no problem. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, Mike, anything else you'd like to add in there before I say my last thoughts? I just hope that everyone has a safe Halloween. You know, if you've got your grandkids over, um, have as much fun as you can with them. All of my, um, my, um, neighbors are going to be out in the street walking around. So just drive safely. You know, if you're out and about, I think it's a time of year where, um, kids are ecstatic, right? And the parents are just kind of like, doing their thing to get home from work. So just be careful as you have a fun and hopefully memorable Halloween. And if you're going out and doing any Halloween partying, please don't drink and drive. Call an Uber. That's right. Please <laughs> so call an Uber. Or Lyft. Our, uh, yeah, or Lyft. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, you know, I think what we were, we're trying to bring home today, listeners, is with healthcare costs, with long-term care costs, uh, costing probably over $100,000 a year should you need to go that avenue. Uh, For the majority of Americans out there, there's been studies shown that 50% of the people that need long-term care are going to run out of money in the first two years. Right. So, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier of the the guy that says it's not going to ever happen to me or, you know, I'm going to go out in the backyard, I'm going to find that blue pill. Again, I'm going to say don't be selfish. Uh, Go ahead, take the time, do the proper planning so your family is not stuck trying to do everything uh, at the last minute. It's not fun to do, uh, and it's very expensive. And if it's done wrong, could absolutely devastate your retirement nest egg. And let's say you you go in and your husband or wife now is home. Now they don't have any money. Okay, what are they going to do to survive? And maybe their lifespan's another five, six years. What kind of lifestyle did you leave for them? So, again, this was the scary cost of healthcare. And I don't mean to sound too down and out about this, but we are here to help you. Uh, there are avenues and ways we can do this. Let's get on the right track now. Let's start planning. Let's continue to be uh, a good, smart retirement community and be smart retirees. And with that, Everyone go out, enjoy your Halloween, and that will conclude our show today. Mike, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. You bet. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. We'll be back. All right. Let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. Thanks for listening. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.